0: sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. My guest today is Stephen Summers. Stephen is the CEO and co-founder of Marketplace Superheroes, an eight-figure online education and services business that teaches people how to create a full-time income selling simple branded products globally on Amazon. Stephen had to overcome massive mindset hurdles over the years, but through a lot of work, studying personal development, marketing and business, he wants to give back to those who are a few steps behind him and help them get beyond the things that held him back a lot faster. Thanks so much for joining me today, Stephen.
1: Diane, it's a pleasure. And I have to say, you have such a smooth delivery. I may come onto this podcast and kind of change that up a little bit today. I do apologize.
0: <laughs> hey, I thought it was great. So, you know, I I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, you have such a smooth delivery, you should be doing my intro all the time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that. You're fantastic. <laughs> I'm just saying, when I come on here, this weird Irish dude, uh, it could cause a problem compared to your smoothness, but we'll see how we get on.
0: <laughs> ah, no, we love a good Irish accent. It is all good.
1: Glad to hear all that. Good.
0: It's so funny. Okay, so, um, we, you know, we're going to be talking about, you know, mindset changes, and it's one of my favorite subjects, and I'm always interested about... Uh, you know people's take on you know mindset and failure and what is it really and yes. um, I'm curious about ways you know what what are some of the ways in which you believe we can use failure to our advantage?
1: Yes. Well, before I jump into that, I'll say one thing that I I believe will preface the whole conversation. And what that is, it's a little distinction that I've learned over the last couple of years about the word mindset. And we use the word mindset to describe the the way we think about things and how we view our the world and all of that and what we believe about our ability to achieve certain things. But what I learned is, you know, the word mindset doesn't really make very much sense um, to, to most of us, right? Because why would we want to have a like a mind set, right? <laughs> we, we don't want it to be set, we want it to change. So yeah. one of the things that I've been sharing a lot lately, and it seems to really be resonating with people is, I think there's a real opportunity to go from a mindset to more of a uh, mentality, where where it's, it's malleable, it can change. And that really ties into your question about viewing failure, because I think that in order to to become quote unquote successful, one of the key things is we've got to have a, a, a mentality that can change, that can grow, uh, that can expand as well. And also it can deal with, you know, failure and then understanding a failure. So, so I think that's just one little preface and then getting into failure then, you know, it's a really interesting topic, isn't it? Because some people view failure as final and, and that's it. I, yeah. I, I failed. I, I wasn't successful, but really like failure is just a feedback from whatever you're working on, whatever you've attempted and it hasn't gone to plan. And I feel like when you look at it more as a feedback or an experiment or a test, And when you see it in that light, it really softens it and it helps really put you on the front foot because all of a sudden you realize, wow, like I, that experiment didn't work out the way I wanted it to. Okay. What can I work on? What can I change for when I inevitably try again? And certainly in Marketplace Superheroes, the the place that I spend a lot of my time, you know, it's interesting because some people, when they get into that and they start selling products on Amazon, which is what we, we teach and do. It's it's funny because some people they view well I've got one chance I have one product and if that product doesn't work out I have quote unquote failed and as we mm. always explain to people well that's just not the case because think of all the things you learned along the way and this is the same for anyone in any business you've learned so many lessons distinctions things you never would have experienced had you not uh, made a forward movement and moved down the path towards succeeding in whatever endeavor that you're, you're working in. So really when we see this feedback, that's a real opportunity, then we can understand that, well, our mentality is going to grow and expand. And so this is a strengthening actually of our mentality. We're using this feedback again to become stronger, to become better, to to actually have the opportunity to challenge our beliefs about things as well and respond to those beliefs and, and move on. And so for for me personally, whenever I began in this whole uh, world of business, I used to really think, well, if I, if, if I fail, that means it's all, it's all over. And again, coming back around, I I read this book, a great book actually called Relentless by Tim Grover. And Mm -hmm. one of the things he says in that book is that the hyper successful people do not view failure as final at all. In fact, they never believe that they actually can fail because they just keep going and keep going until the thing that they're working on starts to quote unquote succeed. And I, that's where I've got to now in my belief, it's like, well, like, and I think as well, some people try something once and it's a failure whenever really like you might have to try something 20 times, 30 times before you get to success. So really uh, in many cases now failures, like the first, a flag post on the journey to inevitable success when we continue. And that's a really powerful word. Inevitable. When you, you, you actually work through failure, you work through resistance, see it as an experiment. And uh, that's how I
0: see it. That's so interesting. I love this idea of mentality instead of Mm -hmm. mindset. I think you're, you're so on with that, that it it, mindset is a very strange word. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what what we're talking about um and that mentality change just really opens it up to being more flexible
1: yeah wow yeah. check this out then if you like that you're gonna love this right okay <laughs> so i have had a mentor still know the guy very well a wonderful uh, guy called jim miller he was the vp of sales at uh, tony robbins for a few years and a really smart man. Like he taught me so much about influence and persuasion and things like that. But the, one of the biggest gifts that Jim gave me though was the power to analyze my language, all right? Now, for anybody listening today, this is both a great technique for yourself to utilize right now, uh, but also it's actually a great technique to use in a, a sales situation or a situation where you're looking to enroll somebody into something. And I'll explain both uses of this because I feel it will be really useful to everybody. So what he said to me was, I was chatting to him one day when he was mentoring me and I was saying things like, you know, I need more customers or oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. And I remember he stopped me and he said, do you know how many times you just said the word need in the last two minutes? Hmm. And I was like, "Uh, no. And he's like, he said, you must have used the word need five, six, seven times. And he said, you do know when you use the word need all the time, you become needy. And when Hmm. you become needy, you end up in this state of scarcity and a state of like I suppose dependence or like, I can't do it. It's not possible. You're always on the back foot. And he said, here's what I want you to do. I want the, you to immediately change all those statements from need and replace it with have an opportunity to. And I was like, okay. So it was, I need customers. Now I have an opportunity to get more customers. I have an opportunity to increase our profit. I have an opportunity to uh, add in more advertising channels, right? I have an opportunity to do more calls with prospective clients. So all of a sudden you start to realize, wow, like my language defines my entire life. It defines my entire reality because you're explaining and making sense of the world, world through language. And if you're describing everything around you in this state of need, scarcity, uh, uh uncertainty then that's what you're going to live in and he said to me you can only uh was i can't remember his exact words but he, he said you you can only uh live in the container that is your limiting beliefs and if you keep using uh, this negative language to and to reinforce that you're going to really solidify this ceiling on your potential and that really hit me square between the eyes i was like wow that's That's a big change. And I made this change in my language. And I'm not joking yet within hours, number one, I felt way better. And within days we were bringing in more business. And within a couple of months, we were multiplying our business just because we got on the front foot and we realized, wow, we have the control. We have the power and I'm describing things to myself now, not in the language of scarcity, but actually in the language of opportunity. And how you can utilize this in a persuasion situation, like I mentioned, as well as you simply point out to people that you're looking to work with their language patterns. And you help them understand what we just talked about, that their language pattern is actually keeping them stuck, uh, keeping them down. And one of the biggest shifts they have an opportunity to make, there we go is that they change their language. They change how they react with the world. And that was one of the biggest gifts that I ever received. And I've, I've shared that with a lot of people. And loads of people write to me and say, that actually changed my life immediately, you know?
0: Well, it's so empowering, right? Because, because it takes a situation that you're feeling not in control of and it changes it and you feel in control and that there's something you can do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very important, especially as a business owner, because there are a lot of things in the world that we aren't in control of. There are a lot of uh, uncertainties as well. But the, the, the more we take control, the better. And I think this pandemic has been a great example of that. You know, I live in a little town called Wexford in Ireland here, and we've a lot of different clothes shops in town, mostly for, for ladies and one of the things I noticed, which is so fascinating, was before the pandemic hit, almost all of these stores had a very weak online presence. And hmm. whenever the pandemic hit, uh, a lot of them just said, well, we're closed now. We, we, there's nothing we can do. The, the, you know, we're going to suffer, all these kinds of words. But a number of businesses in this little town said, okay, well, we can't open the stores, so what can we do? and a few of these ladies they started going on social media on Facebook specifically and doing these live streams now these live streams are almost comical in that these ladies were not professional kind of presenters right but they just they just stepped forward every day got on there and were you know modeling these different outfits and all the rest and all of their businesses have skyrocketed in this time they're selling more clothes than they ever sold pre pandemic Simply because of the change that they made. They understood people would be at home and they went where people were, whereas almost everybody else said it's not possible and complained. And that defined how their last year
0: has been. So this is very powerful. Boy, no, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, it is such a great example. I have a friend who owns a consignment shop here, a furniture, high-end furniture consignment shop here. And when the pandemic hit, you know. She had to close her doors and she, she had had no online presence other than a little bit of Facebook. And she went into her store, took pictures of everything, opened up an online shop, Yep. you know, and, and now has new target markets that she didn't have before, yep. be, right? Because now she can meet people where they are as we open back up. Some people still want to come in, but other people, they're okay with shopping online.
1: Yeah, I think as well, the real power of that too is that some of the, you know, a lot of these places are still not doing this part, but I've been telling a lot of businesses to do this, which is, you know, in those situations, they really have got to get people onto their contact platforms, email, you know, text message as well as their social media platforms. And then even when this pandemic moves on, which, you know, thankfully it looks like we're getting, we're getting somewhere in that regard now, certainly in this part of the world and in the U S as well. You you know, I don't, I think two things will happen. Number one, many people will continue to look online and will continue to want those shows and all the stuff that was going on. Uh, But number two, then if these if these people Uh, well, actually three things. Number two would be that these people, if they can get people on their contact platforms, they can actually stimulate more business. So they can invite people into the store and all those things that they should have been doing, uh, even pre-pandemic, but most people didn't do because it wasn't convenient or didn't make sense to them or whatever. And then the third thing is people don't forget. You know, even in this time, like we sell on Amazon and teach Amazon and all the rest. And, uh, you know, Amazon has remained open this entire time. And that has been big for a lot of people. I know Amazon's not popular with everybody, but at the end of the day, they were open the entire time and people don't forget that either. And those shops, like your friend's store, people don't forget that either. They were still open. Even when this thing happened, they found a way. And I think people respect that and will continue to do business with those places simply because they they stayed in business while everybody else kind of went off, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. I think that that is a a great point. Okay. So this leads me to, I guess, slight a slightly different question, but I, I'm curious. What is your idea of a successful business? A successful business?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, a successful business to me, uh, and really there's different types of businesses and, and they have different objectives, but I think at a very base level, a successful business provides two things. A solid return for its shareholders. Number one and number two, a successful business uh, provides huge value to its clients. Now, that's kind of the you know the Miss America answer. Going to call it that, <laughs> which is the very this is what we all want to hear. Yeah. As well as that, you know, a successful business does a few other things. So, if you're building your own platform, for example, a successful business has people on various contact platforms. A successful business uh, makes offers. To its, to its clients on a consistent basis. A successful business creates new clients on a consistent basis. And a successful business offers more different varying products on a more frequent basis, basis to its customer base at ever increasing uh, prices. And that really, if you look at that, it's pretty much the Jay Abraham, three ways to grow a business methodology combined with a couple of other different bits and pieces. And that's what I think really is key because uh, a lot of our clients sell on Amazon and obviously it's, we don't own Amazon, the platform. So we don't take ownership of like the clients and the email list and whatever. But Mm. so what we do in that business is I would say a successful Amazon based business is one that continually adds new products to its portfolio and adds new markets to its portfolio. So that's like, I suppose, the distinction between these two. If you're building a platform, all of what I first said is, is appropriate. If you're on an Amazon-based business, what I just said is appropriate. But, it, but in between them all, what are we really doing? We're making more offers on a consistent basis at different price points. And to me, that's... And then at, then at the final piece of that being, ultimately then, shareholder value increases, they get well paid, well remunerated, and clients
0: are happy. That's what I would say. Right. Thank you for that. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm going to take a quick sponsor break and then uh, I have some more questions for you. Whether you're a seasoned designer or a total novice with Visme, you can create engaging, dynamic, branded content that makes people ask, how did you do that? Visit tinyurl.com slash to explore. If you're a small business owner or salesperson who struggles with getting the sales results you're looking for, grab a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And if you haven't seen all Audible.com has to offer, you don't know what you're missing. Sign up for a free trial at audibletrial.com business growth. Today we're speaking with Stephen Summers about... Mindset shifts, or as Stephen likes to call them, mentality changes. There we go. Neat Right? Needed to grow your business. Okay. So, you know, talking about a successful business and, you know, then there's the pandemic and, and mentality changes and things like that. But what yeah. do you think holds so many people back from business growth, from growing their business?
1: Yeah, I feel there's a, a number of things. One of the biggest things when, the, when we're talking about growing a business is that, that people don't understand two things. Number one, your clients are your best prospects. That is my absolute belief and has been proven after growing the companies that we have grown. Um, and I think if we stick on that for for one, that's a real opportunity for everybody listening. Because what I find with most companies is they're constantly looking for new buyers, new subscribers mm-hmm. all the time. And unfortunately, most of the people out there teaching business or marketing, that's all that they really cater to. What, what new Facebook ads are you going to put out there? What new funnels are you going to put out there to get people into your into your business? But really at, at its core, if you can just get people to know, like, and trust you in your company, or they actually have a relationship with your business and try to, I suppose, humanize your business and that they actually know somebody in your company, attractive character, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think when you start to bring that in and people start to build a real relationship with the business, and then you start to make really great offers that solve real problems for your clients at numerous levels, you'll find that your existing client base is going to be the most explosive place to get growth uh, right now. And that really is involves going and looking at your clients and seeing what other problems do they have that I'm not solving? What problems are being created by what I'm currently offering to my clients? So example of that in our case would be we would teach people how to sell products on Amazon. What's a problem there? I have to import something from China. So if we don't offer that to them, they've got to go and find a freight forwarder now. You know, uh, I need to trademark my brand. Okay, well, now we have to refer you out to somebody else to do trademarks. So we realized all this and that's why we built a freight company. And our freight company this year will ship 8 million units, you know? Um, And that only serves the people who bought our program. So there's that. Then we built a a legal practice within our our firm, our company, and that in this year will do, it'll do seven figures this year in legal fees. So it's kind of like, if you can start thinking that way and, and don't be quite so um, one-dimensional like a lot of business owners can be, I used to be as well, you really will see that there's massive growth. The second thing I would say is that there's a shift that you have to make as a business owner to get growth. And that shift is you've got to understand that the doing of the thing is not where the value is created. So I'm a dentist, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, I'm an Amazon seller, whatever that's not where the value is the value in most businesses is in the marketing of the thing so i am the marketer of dental services and the marketer of legal services i'm the marketer of amazon selling let's just say and obviously we still sell on amazon and we still partner with our clients but from marketplace superheroes perspective that's a shift that we had to make and when you make that shift then the final shift that you got to make is you'll, you'll experience a big in- income leap there because you will disassociate yourself from the doing of the thing and start looking at how can we market that better to our clients. You'll start to identify those problems, those things you're not serving, you're not problems, you're not solving. Maybe you need to bring people into your company as, you know, commission based partners to offer different services, right? So you have an opportunity there. And then from there, the final shift is, well, I'm not just a marketer of, of this thing. I'm just a marketer full stop. So when you blend together, becoming a marketer and really focusing on marketing, understanding that your clients are your best prospects, those two pieces right there are enough to grow most businesses right now by double. You could double your company by just doing that right there. But obviously, if you don't continue to add new prospects and clients into your business and you just kept on making offers to to your existing clients, eventually your business would tail off. It just Mm -hmm. would. So you do have to keep on refilling the, the pipeline, as it were. But that would be the first thing. And I think the reason most people don't get that growth is because they don't see themselves as a marketer. They don't sell to their existing clients more often. They're actually terrified to pick up the phone and speak to them <laughs> or, or whatever, uh, which is just crazy because people have given you money and they're, they're happy to give you more as long as you continue solving their problems. There's lots more, but I would say they're the main things for me.
0: I just think those are terrific. It, it um, it's so true and impactful, as you were saying it, I was thinking, yeah, right. See, this is how you are then a real partner with your client. You are a resource for them Absolutely. because you're you're really finding out about them. You're curious, you're learning about them beyond this initial thing that you sell them. And then you're helping them problem solve moving forward. So you would just become more and more valuable and that, and then you're just building a long-term meaningful lasting relationship with those customers. And they're the ones who are then going to refer you to other people, making it even easier for you to grow.
1: Yeah. And I think as well as an interesting distinction that I make there, and it's this, you, you, smart companies make a sale to create a customer and really smart companies turn customers into clients. And mm-hmm. that's something that's powerful because some people think when they make an initial sale, they've got a client. And I always, I'm like, no, you've got a client when someone's bought multiple things from you. Yeah. And, and, and it's that understanding. Then you're like, well, but what else would I sell them? And it's like, you've got to figure that out. You've got to go and speak to these people. Right. And if you can't figure that out, somebody else will, and they're going to put you out of business eventually.
0: Exactly. You know? Yeah, it is exactly right. And and so you have to really be genuinely interested and curious in That's having those conversations. And, and I agree with you that you also have to be bringing in new clients as well. It's just that for some reason, salespeople were taught that they only have to be hunters And so, you know, they miss out on all of that business that is there that they could have.
1: And have so much faster, so much easier, so much more profitably, because here's the thing, too many businesses are focused on increasing their sales. Whereas actually you should be focused on increasing your bottom line. What's your profitability? And you, when you think about it, when you go out and you use advertising or joint ventures or whatever the case may be, and you bring all these people in the door, like you've got a cost obviously in acquiring all these different customers. So the more you can uh, create opportunities for people to ascend within your business, the more value you're getting out of your company. And more profit that you're actually going to experience because you've already paid to acquire those people and then you move on from there. And that is so critical. And I'll tell you, the one thing, the other thing, the reason people don't grow outside of what I just said is almost every company that I speak to uh, nowadays, because obviously we teach people to sell on Amazon, but we have a new company, growmyreach.com, where we're beginning to teach companies how to build a promotional system. And typically these are businesses like a marketplace superheroes. People have an education business, service business, software company, whatever, uh, those types of companies that have their own platform. And we teach people how to build a promotional system. And it's like, well, what's a promotional system? Well, exactly. Nobody has one. but, But what it is for us is it's where you create a few things. You provide content, you create connection, And then you make offers. They're the three pieces to a promotional system. And what we do is we look at the next 90 days and we identify what do we want to promote to our buyers in the next 90 days? So what programs or new offers do we want to create to those people? And we usually offer one or two things a month, depending on the price point, to our buyers. And we have another side of our business where we say, what do we want to offer our prospects to do what? to create customers so that we can create clients. So we have these two different kind of campaigns happening on a monthly basis now. Uh, and, and it really takes the form of emails on a weekly basis. We email out, we've got a whole team on that now, but we email maybe three to five times a week now. Um, and we, we send out content a minimum of twice a week, more like four times a week between YouTube videos and podcast episodes that we're producing. So they go out all the time, building up that content and that value. We create connection by doing weekly live streams for our clients only in the likes of our our Facebook group. So that's really powerful. We get to know people really well. They get to know us really well. We look at their different challenges they're facing and we, we reframe those challenges. We show them how to break through those challenges. So that creates more connection with the company. And then finally, as I say, we make one or two offers every month for a coaching program or a particular service or whatever the case may be. And then on the other side, we don't, we don't do quite as much connection, but we do create a lot of content. Uh, We we put out the same content to both buyers and non-buyers, which is really useful because you get a nice two for one and you're creating that value on both sides of the fence. And then we make those kind of lower priced, lower friction offers to those people to simply turn them into a customer, to get that place where when someone pays you, they pay attention. So we have a very sophisticated system on that. Now, um, a lot of companies don't, you know, won't be able to do it at the level we can straight away. But even if all you did was you started just becoming more aware of what am I offering to my clients this month? What am I offering to my non-buyers this month? That alone would double your business quickly.
0: That's fascinating. It's good stuff. It is. It is. I like that. And, and it's just a great example of figuring out <clears throat> how you're adding value and how you're staying connected. Yeah. Like, anybody. Right? Absolutely.
1: And, and, and if you're, I, I really mean this, like, I mean, people know that know our company, they know we really care about our clients genuinely. Like we put them first all the time but equally we're not afraid to make offers to them because they want to buy more stuff. They want to get more value. They, they want that. And if we don't do it, this is the thing. And it's the, the whole idea of being a preeminent company. And this is a Jay Abraham just so happens idea as well, where we want to become long-term advisors to our clients. And therefore when we believe in what we have to offer, we will do everything in our power to get that out in front of our clients because we believe it's in their best interest. Equally, if we feel it's not in the best interest of our client to buy a particular thing, we'll tell them. We'll be like, this isn't for you. Here's what would be better for you. And that honesty, transparency, and, and real focus on advising is an absolute game changer. It has been in our business uh, because people really see that, like you guys actually care. We also let people know as well, the more you ship with us, the better it is for us, but also the better it is for you because you're growing your company. You're becoming more successful. And um, and that's it. Not mon- I just don't find many businesses have this kind of relationship because honestly, it takes effort. And, uh, and that effort is something that a lot, not a lot of people are always prepared to put in. But when you put it in, You're going to get it out on the other side in a major way.
0: Well, it's so true. And and it makes such a difference when you are, you know, authentically honest with whoever you're talking to, it just builds so much more trust because if nothing else, they know you're going to shoot them straight. You know, you're going to tell them, you know, the truth that you're more interested in their well-being And then you are making money and so you'll make money and you'll make a lot of it yep. and you'll have long lasting relationships with people which makes it so much easier to make money
1: 100 it's uh it's amazing in that I remember in 2019 I we began to really focus on our YouTube channel at Marketplace Superheroes and before that honestly we were like trying to hold stuff back and being really silly that way. And, oh, we don't want to say too much because then they won't buy our other (laughs) stuff, all that jazz. And then I just got to this place of saying, you know, like, F it. I didn't want to swear there, obviously. family Uh, Let's just go for it. And let's just put out great content and not care about whether somebody's a buyer or a non-buyer. Let's just treat people like they bought something from us early on. And that one simple thing, was revolutionary for us uh we have no fear about putting stuff out there because what we understand is even in our business the course is only one small component in the overall success of a client and happiness of a client because it's all the other elements that are I, I think even more important like the community getting help with your coaching uh looking at people's mentality and helping them understand why they haven't been successful to this point and all of those things. And, and that's it. Like, you know, information is important and valuable when it's a valuable information, but it's not going to be the deciding factor. The deciding factor is going to be the real value you put out the relationship you build, and then the, the, the problems you solve with the offers
0: that you, you make. Exactly. I completely agree with that. And and that is really powerful. And this is the kind of information that I think all small business owners either need to hear or need to be reminded of that this is really how you grow a business. So Stephen, thank you so much for not only sharing these ideas, but examples of, you know, what it looks like and how it can be done. Um, I, I think that was really powerful. And, um, and so will you tell the listeners, you know, how they can find you, what you've got going on, please?
1: No problem. So I'll give a couple of spots. If you want to learn more about how uh, we teach people to sell on Amazon and how to be successful in that regard, you can go to superheroes.com. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Marketplace Superheroes. Just type that into YouTube and you'll find us. And then on the other side, if you're looking to learn how to grow your company uh, by building a promotional system, we have something that we're building. And there's there's some free information on there right now at growmyreach.com. And I would definitely invite you to go and check that out. Jump onto the email list. It'll become a lot more active over the next uh, 12 months or so. Uh, very very active in fact, but we're actually we're actively coaching a few people in there, and they're doubling their businesses very quickly so definitely go and check that out as well and uh yeah, I'd just love to hear from anybody who has any feedback would like more help you know I mean, I do my best to respond now I have an assistant who helps with those types of things. We have eighty odd people on our team now, so it is quite busy, but uh I'm always lo- lo- love hearing from people from podcasts who are always the, the 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 best people and the people who go on to become great long-term partners for us as well. And uh, finally, I'd like to say thanks to you, Dan, for having me on. I know how much effort goes into producing content and shows. So thank you for building a great platform and allowing me to share in that platform today.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for being here. It's really, honestly, people like you who uh, make it as successful as it is. And it's also because of the listeners. So I just like to thank them. Um, listeners, you are who we are doing this for. So keep listening, keep sharing and implementing these ideas that you're hearing. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.
1: The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said,